This is a HeadGum Podcast. Jonathan Raylock, James the Third, Jerome Milligan, what more can I say? Say what it is. I mean, can jump. Welcome to Black Man Can't Jump in Hollywood. James III doing his signature <laughs> gat sounds. My gats to open up the show. <laughs> well, Gerard's not here to yell at you. Gerard's not here. I know. This is sad. He's, uh, we're recording this before, we're recording this during the holidays. It's during the holidays and Gerard is Even with his family. We're releasing this after the holidays. Yes. But, uh, okay. yeah, Gerard's with his family. All right, but we brought in an amazing guest to replace Jarrah, maybe forever. Maybe forever. <laughs> it's like that's Gus Wee's child. You know how that's they, right. Do you know how they found out that they were replaced? What? How? Oh my God, They no. were sat down to, and they were shown the Say My Name video, and they weren't in it. That's what Matthew Knowles did. Stop it. What? Um, First of all, I love that video, but... It's amazing. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, he sat them down to show that they were replaced by Farah and Michelle Williams. Right. Whoa. Um, and then they didn't use Farah. Their... What's that? And then, and then, and then they, they were like, like Farah, really get use... out of here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. But did they do the vocals for Say My Name? Yeah. That's Ooh. messed up. So they, they won the Grammy Ooh. with Beyonce for co-writing it. Um, but Michelle... You are blowing my mind right now. That's crazy. Uh, That's crazy. Wow. (laughs) Okay, all right. Well, Gerard, listening to this, uh, (laughs) goodbye forever. (laughs) Matthew Knowles will sit him down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we got to get Matthew in. But uh, in your lovely headphones, uh, with the lovely voice, in your headphones, I was saying. In your love, maybe you do have lovely headphones. Yeah, maybe you, the lovely voice in your lovely headphones. <laughs> mm-hmm. The lovely voice in your lovely he- headphones is none other than Dylan Marin. Everybody, hey, slow, clap, slow clap, slow <laughs> clap. Um, and uh, perhaps, perhaps you're like, "Who's Dylan?" I don't, I don't personally know Dylan. Yeah, well, in case you're feeling that, I bet I don't no. know Dylan. Who yeah, who's, who's Dylan? Who's Dylan? <laughs> <laughs> Please. Discovering yourself. Yeah, but. Uh, you've probably seen uh, his um, every single... Come on, you have definitely seen it. So you he have has definitely seen a it. A series of YouTube videos called... Every, so I'm trying to think of the full title exactly. It's like every single word, word spoken, spoken by, by a, a person, person of, of color. color. Boom. In and then... In. I mean, the best is the Harry Potter ones because... Yeah. It's so crazy. <laughs> it's so big. And there's like... What, how much was that? Like three minutes of like seven films? It was, it was six minutes and 40 seconds out of 19 hours and 20 minutes. That is insanity. Yeah. That's insanity. That is, it's insane. And you don't realize it. You don't I mean, realize it. I mean, you I, do I and you don't. I, I, I was like, I, to point out that it's like spoken by, then yeah. you realize like, oh, those characters that are just sitting at the table. I mean, I know who saying, they are. You know, it's the, it's the, what's the black kid's name? I don't he has know. dreads. Dean Thomas. Dean Thomas. Okay, oh, well, thank you. Th- no, you're thinking of Jordan. So the announcer of the Quidditch games right. is Jordan something. Oh. Dean, Dean Thomas is the guy who's now in How to Get Away with Murder. Oh. Right. Who grew up to be right. very attractive. Yes, he is. In my <laughs> humble I mean, opinion. a striking man. He's, He's a, a striking, striking man. Uh, and, then, and then 
I don't know anybody's name. See, I'm. I don't know anybody. I honestly the, do not know. But like Patil twins and Cho Chang and wait, who are the Patil twins? Uh, the two um, Indian sisters who oh. um, Harry and Ron take out I to the dance and right. lit a fire. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then Cho Cho Chang Cho Chang. Who I do because she's like Harry Potter's like love interest. Yeah, that's like boo. There's and she barely boo. talks, huh? There's a really good spoken word um, poem that I actually saw live, but it, it now like went totally viral on YouTube about this. Um, it, it was a young Asian American poet, and and she was making the point that Cho Chang is an impossible name because it comes from two different cultures. <laughs> so it's just this totally hyphenated oh, name. Oh, yes, thank it's you, Cho Chang. Oh, you, we have to find that. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, and guys, we're doing the film Too Wong, Too Wong Fu. Fu. Thanks, Thanks for, for everything, everything, Julie Newmar. It is a, a long title. It's a long title. It's a very long title. Um, but it stars Wesley Snipes, Patrick Swayze, and John, John Leguizamo. And, John Leguizamo. Mm-hmm. and uh, I personally, I had not heard of this film, but my goodness, like just I'm gonna do first impressions. Sure. It was freaking awesome. Yeah. I thought this film was great. Yeah. I was like really surprised by a lot of things. I mean we'll yeah. get into it, but I was just like, Whoa, where did this film come from? And like we were watching the trailer before we started recording, but like they do what I was thinking in my head was like, yeah. Oh man, you got Patrick Swayze and Wesley Snipes who are very like macho action Straight hero up action mm-hmm. stars. You know? action stars in the 90s and early 80s and they're in drag playing very real honest like not i i didn't think they were caricatures i felt like every yeah, actor no, was trying to do yeah you know what i mean uh they're I, best at taking on this role but i kind of did feel like they were caricatures okay okay i, I would felt, love to talk about that yeah i felt like um i mean first of all i saw this movie when i was young yes so I did not watch it with a critical lens. I was just right. like, fuck, this is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. To see, can I curse? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> um, fuck. I was like, this, fuck, fuck, fuck. I mean, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> fuck, 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 fuck. Um, I, so, yeah, when you are a closeted gay boy mm-hmm. growing up, especially if you're a closeted gay gay boy of color mm-hmm. and you're seeing like wesley snipes and john leguizamo that that is totally huge right yeah now as an adult when i watched it again because this was the first time i watched it again since seeing it right yeah you it doesn't feel like an honest portrayal mm. it does feel like they're the protagonists yeah and but the thing is i think the whole time especially so just before this we were talking about the trailer right yeah. right which is this really fascinating way of selling it, which is like watch these macho action heroes yeah. dress up as women. Right. Yeah. So in a lot of ways, it's not really any different from Some Like It Hot, where mm. there is this right. like, oh, drag is the funny thing. Yeah. The The difference here is that it was a film made by gay people right. with love for the drag community, but they knew that to sell the movie, especially to sell it in a big studio way, yeah. they needed to get the marketable stars, and there just weren't any gay stars then. Right? No. You know? Yeah. I. I. Um. So I struck. I struggled while watching the movie with are these caricatures or do or like 
are, are these actresses doing a good job? And so I, I like, you know what I mean? Like I, I couldn't, I teetered on a line the yeah. whole time. But in the, but in the beginning, when you see them all, uh, uh, them all doing this, the celebration, the, the contest, mm-hmm. it's like the contest. Oh, right. And then we, we get, and, up. and so we, we see how Patrick Swayze and Wesley Snipes and John Logazama are playing these characters. And then we mm-hmm. see like RuPaul comes out and it's like, oh, we see how, she, how she is different than how they are, mm-hmm. you know, and that, and, and, you know, and not that they aren't, um, not that they aren't committed to the character, but that like it, th- there's definitely a difference there. Yeah, mm. I, I, okay, wait. First, let me just set up because I realized we didn't really set up just one case of people who haven't seen the movie. So essentially, it's it's New York. We start out in New York City. Um, you see, you see Wesley. You see, uh, I don't know characters' names. That's why I always use actors' names. Noxima Jackson, Noxima, Noxima Jackson. I think, and uh, Vita. Vita is Patrick Swayze, and then Chi Chi Rodriguez. Chi Chi Rodriguez. So you see Chi Chi, Noxima, and 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 Rita or Vita. 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 Vita all like getting ready and they're and you find out that they're getting ready for this annual drag queen like contest like best drag queen of New York <laughs> which that's I don't know that's how it works right yeah <laughs> best drag queen I mean that's what it is it was yeah. like best drag queen of yeah. New York now we have drag race so. yeah <laughs> and um and essentially uh Wesley's character and Patrick Swayze's character tie for first and it's like the first time it's ever happened RuPaul's making a cameo, you know, she was the one who, like, she won announces the, it. She won, she won last it last year. year which just needs to be it. said, she really has the best, her character has the best drag name I've ever heard, yes. which yeah. is Rachel Tension. Rachel Tension. Rachel Tension. And she descends from the ceiling in a sequined confederate yes. flag dress. <laughs> and they're at see, Webster Hall, too. Yeah, they're at, well, the interior was oh, the definitely interior wasn't. <laughs> some Somewhere hall else. that sounds yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the outside was like Webster Hall, and like, and so, so essentially, they win, uh, and then like, Chi Chi, uh, John Leguizamo's character just like cries and runs off, cries, trips, trips, <laughs> runs, runs in off. front of they him. Find, <laughs> they find her in the stairwell crying, and they're like, and Patrick Swayze's character is like, oh, I feel bad for her. Let's take her on our trip to Hollywood. We'll sell our plane tickets, which they do, uh, and we'll buy a car, and then we'll just do this like trip and uh and so that's like that's like kind of like the first third of the movie is like them like on this trip and then the last you know two-thirds of the movie is like they break their car breaks down and they're stuck in this like town for a couple of days and it's like this southern did they even say where they were because i remember like he was like you think you're in you're, west you're, virginia yeah, you're, you're not like, in west you're virginia. not you're far away from there but i don't know if they ever say like where they yeah, are i don't know well, they shot in lincoln and omaha okay. in nebraska but okay. i feel like the point is that you're nowhere you you're know nowhere. Like, yeah, yeah. The, the the idea is don't root it in a real place right so right. it's like every place i feel like mm-hmm. they i feel like the reason they didn't re- root it in a real place though was to not like offend any <laughs> one state. right because they they pick I feel like if you think the if you feel like their characters were caricatures, I I also feel like the the town was a caricature. Oh, for sure, itself, right? They there were was like, like, so they're in this town that's supposed to be this just this backward Hicksville town where like everybody is like just a complete like utter buff- not yeah kind of buffoonery. Like they're just like very boring, very bland. They're not only do they know nothing about drags, they know nothing about 
like city life. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> they're like, what? Like they know nothing about like women working. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like, what? Like women can work. It's yeah. like, oh my God, well, this is the nineties. <laughs> so they like picture like this town is like stuck in the past. Uh, and so they're there and then they like basically make over the town. Uh, and everything works out in the end. Uh, and then, you know, Chi Chi's wins the best drag queen of America. Contest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, and, and like this movie did, I think well financially, the budget isn't released, but it made like 47 million globally, which I feel like for yeah. the kind of movie that it is, I, I don't know if it was trying to be a broad comedy or not. Do you remember? Like, I think they, especially because this was released by Universal, I think, and and through Amblin, so right. it wasn't even right. ever independent. I think they always wanted to make it pretty broad. Pretty broad. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe where do we? Where should we start though? Like, I should we just start at the beginning and work through? Well, yeah, because the there's I mean, so I mean, much. I like, say, there's like, so much to this film that I want to get into. There's a lot that I personally don't know either. Yeah, because I like I'm not that. Like the most I know about, I feel like the most information I've got about the the um, drag community is like from Paris is Burning, which mm. is a great documentary. Yeah, but like that's also dated. I mean, it's closer to this time of the movie though. Um, so there's a lot that I don't know, but mm. and there's and there's race in this. There's like right. so much race. I mean, there's I took a lot film. of notes. Yeah. Um, and yeah, if we just start at the beginning and work through. So yeah, I mean, maybe we maybe let's talk about the fact like. Are these people caricatures or not? Like, are well, they trying to real people or not? One of my first notes is just none of these men are gay. And then in parentheses, I wrote Wesley Stipes, Patrick Swayze, John Leguizamo, and then Robin Williams shows up, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, no, these men are not gay men playing these characters. That was striking to me already. So, so then, you're saying you're talking about the actors not the being actors gay. are not gay, and the, but they're and playing so then, gay men, which is like. Still, still happens in Hollywood. Totally. Very right, it happens a lot. And if you, it's really interesting now that we're seeing posters of the Danish girl with yeah. Eddie Redmayne, right. many of them feature Eddie Redmayne looking like a cis man. You know, yeah. so right. there, there's still that. Even though we wouldn't have a trailer that's like, see these macho action heroes dress up as women. The right. idea is, and that's the whole, the first shot of the movie is hunky Patrick Swayze yeah. and hunky right. Wesley. Smith. Yeah. You see their muscles yeah. and totally. everything. Yeah. And yet you never see John Leguizamo out of drag. Right. Right. The two of them though, cause they were like the two leads. You see them like getting their makeup on as if you're telling the audience, we're acknowledging that these are your movie stars, right? And we're yeah. going to see them transform. And now they're transformed, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, I, there is an artistic reason for that too, though, isn't there? Like mm-hmm. for like seeing this transformation, like well, just like, I mean, oh, like, this is a, like, I mean, yeah, I like the transformation. It's, weird. it's so weird because it's part of it's like, oh, this is fascinating. Like, mm-hmm. I want to watch like a man like transform into a woman and like right as a, as is like it's a spectacle mm-hmm. you know yeah and then but then and this is i'm getting way ahead of myself but um but just as the movie was going on i was like so much of the so much of the humor is coming out of the like oh they don't know they don't know they're men you mm-hmm. know <laughs> like there was so much of that kind of humor and i yeah. was and and not not knowing I have seen Paris is Burning. It's been a long time, but uh, but not knowing what the ethos of uh, 
of uh, the drag community is, you know, are we, is that supposed to be part of it always? Do you know what I mean? Like, is it supposed mm. to be part of it that you are, that you are looking at a, a man be a woman or, you know what I mean? Or well, am I, I, that's a good, I mean, cause Wesley kind of breaks this down and in like a scene in the movie, he's like, there are gay men. Like, or do you have the exact quote? Yeah. Yes. Like, it's a that great quote. quote. It's that a great quote, quote. I was like, when he said it, I was like, I want, is this the thing? Like, is this like, I know we have, we have so many more now, right. but it's just like, I mean, he, so he, so Wesley Snipes as Noxima Jackson yeah. breaks it down. And, uh, it's funny because, well, we learned Patrick Swayze's uh, birth name, right? Uh, yes, his, Eugene. yes Eugene. Eugene. But we never really acknowledge anyone else. There's no yeah. backstory for the other two at all. No. Right. Um, so is there is this acknowledgement that, like, we are <laughs> mm-hmm. just going to live in these people's lives right. in drag. Yeah. Um, so uh, Wesley Snipes, they're driving in the convertible before the convertible breaks down early on in the movie. And there's tension between Wesley Snipes and Noxima Jackson's and Noxima Jackson and Chichi Rodriguez, mm-hmm. and he turns to the back of the convertible and says, "You are simply but a boy in a dress." Right. When a straight man puts on a dress to get his kicks, he is a transvestite. When a man is a woman trapped in a man's body and has an operation, he's a transsexual. Right. And then Chicha Rodriguez pipes in, I know that. When a, <laughs> when a gay guy has too much fashion sense for one woman, he dresses in drag. And, and then the, the dig is, and when a little Latin boy puts on a dress, he is simply a boy in a dress. Right, right, yeah. right. Which, by today's standards, is totally wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like not how we talk about gender now. Right, yeah. right. And that's what I was just going to say, what, what was so interesting about what you guys were just talking about, is like, at the time, this was the ex- this was a way to really counterculturally explore gender. Right. Whereas now this feels so dated because right. of how it equates so many different things all together. Yeah. yeah. There's such nuance now. And even Paris is burning, like Paris is burning is about really almost very strictly men of color yes, who were right. kicked out of their homes in urban areas right. who then would join houses who had a mother and a father, mother being a drag queen and father being a more masculine right. um, gay man. And, and they would have all their children. Right. And voguing was all about realness, like uh, executive realness, you yeah. know, which is really fascinating. Yeah. And drag as it's presented here and as it still exists, I feel is kind of different because it's it's um more about there is like the performativity is yes. there's a wink to it. Right. Yeah. Whereas it's, there isn't a wink in voguing. Voguing right. is like how much like uh an executive woman am I? So then when and so then in thinking about that wink that the fact that there is a wink to it, mm-hmm. then does that ma- does that make the fact that there is such a huge element of like uh, these these people don't know that they are men? Yeah, the humor of that. Mm. Do we do we well, welcome that wait, with open arms? A, or is like, it- I just want to put a pin in the humor of it though first because like, yeah. I feel like that's a different. That's still a different because there's like there's something about the humor of it that like one I feel like needed to be in the movie because it was like a movie. But also, the way that they did it, I was like, I was like, 
this is so interesting, like on so many different levels. But right. but just in terms of like the 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 the, the question that I wanted to know, and I feel like it's still in the same vein. Is yeah, that because drag is in and of itself like a presentative art form, almost right. Mm-hmm. So it's like it has like to me, I feel like it 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 has ties to like burlesque almost. Like mm-hmm. it, there's like there's very performative nature of it because of that aspect. Where is it? is it realistic to say that some people are playing caricatures in real life? You know what I mean? Like, are these men putting on this version of themselves that's very out there, but would it be different if they're off stage? You know what I mean? Like, are they, are they just continuing the performance for themselves, for each other? Yeah. I mean, I think this question is also related to an, so yes, you're right. They the movie is acknowledging uh, the nature of drag, right? Right. Um, and the famous RuPaul quote is, "You're born, and the rest is drag." Like <laughs> we have chosen to dress ourselves the way we have. Yeah. We're all in drag right now, is what RuPaul would say, which right. is a yeah. really beautiful idea. Um, but the the drag was inherent to this movie mm. because the and the wink I think is present throughout because you always know you're watching Patrick Swayze. You always know you're watching Wesley Snipes. You always know you're watching John Leguizamo. And you know that because they could have cast RuPaul as Noxima Jackson. Right. And they didn't, you know, they definitely wanted to include RuPaul, but, but, but RuPaul at the time, this was released in 95, probably shot 93, 94. RuPaul was already a very known entity. Right. Um, I think she already had a show on VH1 mm-hmm. oh, at the time. Crap. I didn't realize she yeah. goes that far back. Oh, no. She, no, she I was remember, around. I remember specifically being very I didn't have small a cable, and so. knowing RuPaul, <laughs> yeah. like knowing who she was. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. And that's – so that's really – I find it really interesting, you know. That, yeah, they that definitely they want it. To go this I mean, because I, I feel like – I feel like more than anything, it was money reasons, right? Like, and which is what, but which no. is what we talk about now, though. Right? It's like, yeah. It's like, like so it. you have Patrick Swift. You have one star. Yeah. Did you need another? You know what I mean? Did you need three? Because John Leguizamo, even though he wasn't on the same level as Patrick Swayze and Wesley Snipes, had done Mario Brothers, even though it was a failure. Right. He had done it, and he had done like other. And he, had done and a couple I, he other probably movies. had he, had an HBO special. But then, but also in thinking about the. Uh, he was also big in theater and right. by this Definitely. point probably had already done two major solo shows. Right. Well, solo shows that did well. <laughs> you wouldn't necessarily call them like they aren't the ones that if he had only done two, they aren't the ones that people are like, it's not freak. It's the one, it's the two that he did mm-hmm. be- uh, before that. Um, uh, but like, so he was, he's someone who, and he plays characters all kinds of different characters right. in the in those um in those shows wesley snipes also uh uh played like a he played like a miss raj in uh the colored museum the george wolf play so like the those two guys in particular it's like you know that they can do roles like that justice mm-hmm. and they are famous you know so like I understand. They they felt like they were strong enough actors to take on this. To take on Mm -hmm. this role, but then, but still, they are not RuPaul, who they could have cast. You know. (laughs) Well, the thing is, that's the thing is, like, since RuPaul has, since 
she had clout in and of herself, this would have elevated her to another status. But it's like, why not take this person who is, who actually knows and can bring so much more depth, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean, to the character? Right. Because it's just, it's like a life that she's lived, you know what I mean? And And there's not that wink of, this is Wesley Snipes. Right. Mm -hmm. And I definitely think, even though money plays a part in it, we always talk about, like, at least for this podcast, you know, people take chances on white male actors uh-huh. or white actors all the time, yeah. but very rarely will they take a chance when money's on the line Mm-mm. for, like, a person of color. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, it's it's true in this, like, especially, you know, and, and it happens Vita's even the yet. lead. Vita, Vita's, yeah, Vita's definitely Vita's the, the lead. lead. It's know. like, <laughs> that's just the bottom line. Vita's the lead. Mm-hmm. Like, even though I would say they probably all, like, share, like, a good amount of screen time, it's, like, not crazy. You know, like, Patrick Scrazy's screen time isn't, like, that much that much more maybe than Wesley Snipes. Right. Um, it, but like we said, like she's the only backstory that we know. Yeah. Like, her motivations her are mo- clear. Like, her motivations are clear. And the other two are play- playing not just caricatures of yeah. drag, but caricatures of racial stereotypes. Totally. Like, right. It's like, it's almost as if like they were like, I'm going like my, the, the woman that I'm going to be is also going to be a stereotype. Well, it's the privilege of nuance. It's right. like, it's, it's that when you are not stereotyped, you are nuanced. And when you are stereotyped, you are, are just kind of one level. And Chichi Rodriguez, like, even that first shot we see of her when she's going, yeah. she's like, people are throwing glasses at her. Throwing like glasses yeah. at her out the window. And, and I think when you have such adept actors as Wesley Snipes and John Leguizamo in those roles, you see shades of a human. Yeah, right. definitely. But right. It, it's, it's not there textually. And I... Remember, I I read an article about how this movie actually got made, and mm-hmm. and the fact that there was like a gay executive at Amblin who passed it on to Steven Spielberg, mm-hmm. who was like, "Oh, we've got to do this." Yeah, you know? and so they bought the spec script and sent it right to production, which really rarely happens. Wow. Yeah. But they referred to Noxima Jackson as the like the black drag queen. Yeah, so there was a novelty in that. Whereas you know, of course, um, not news to us, but Vita gets to be the drag queen. Yes. And she's yeah. the drag there's queen. the black drag queen and then there's the Latin, Latin drag, drag queen. queen. And right, they, and they yeah. bring it up and they bring the race up like even when they don't have to, mm-hmm. even when it's well, not it's, just like a dollar like, force opposing racism on them. It's just like, it's a constant thing. Yeah. I took like a note every time. I took a note every time race was, was uh, mentioned and it didn't stop mm-hmm. the whole play. You know, the yeah. whole, the, this whole play, I keep calling it a play because of the theater roots, yeah, yeah. roots the <laughs> but the whole um, movie, they, they, it, does, it doesn't stop. They, they keep bringing it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Just a, like a side conversation that is tying into this. I do want to like, just so before I forget about it, like I do want to talk about why we like chose this film because we, we had talked about, like I, I personally was talking to Dylan about like, wanting to do a film with like uh, a lead that identified as gay. And, and I personally was like, and it doesn't have to be the actor because like, we know they're like the, the amount of leading, first of all, the amount of leading actors of color is so low. Very few. <laughs> and then, and then to add on top of that, the amount of leading actors of color who identify as gay yeah. is like even lower. Like, I, do we have any? 
that are leads like and uh, of, of movies of tv shows maybe i mean not really yeah. of tv like even there's the sun and empire right, right. um right. is is that actor out i don't know um yeah, we don't want to out people. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I mean, I'm not saying I know. No, 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 I'm, I know I mean, he plays yeah, yeah. a gay character. Is, is he? Is, is he is actually the actor gay. gay? I don't know. Right. Um. But yet, yeah, no, truly none. Truly and, none. And the same is true for. I mean, of course, listeners will be like, no, but there is no, that one yeah, guy. The, yeah, you, yeah, and yeah. we it's can't cool. talk about exceptions. We're right. Just, right. We're. I. I mean, the fact that like. I think. When and this is just a kind of universal rule for minorities of any kind right. making it through. Um, you have to be as close to the paradigm as possible. Yeah. So when um, you know there is not much of a diversity in masculinity right. of men of color who get through to be the action hero. Right. Yeah. Right. It has to be like this. Whereas there is such um, a really huge and very beautiful diversity of masculinity among white men. Yeah. There, right. there are feminine, there are effeminate white men who get to be leads who are straight, you know, right. like yeah. the soft straight guy, right. the hyper masculine straight guy, but there are so many shades. There are like so many, um, tools that you use to create this person. Right. Yeah. Whereas, um, I mean, let's see, just like Michael B. Jordan, Will Smith, um, uh, Anthony Mackie, these are like Wesley Snipes. Um, they're such different people, yeah. but they have been made to fit this one. This mold. one thing that, yeah. they, that they fall into for sure. Yeah. So and, and, same same with gay men too. Right. I think it's like who is the most masculine? Neil Patrick Harris. I don't think he and I have anything in common, but yeah. he's <laughs> you know he's the gay guy who right. who gets through because well you're both very. Attractive men. Though. Oh well, th- <laughs> yes. Thank you. I always like to drop a little <laughs> for for the listeners. For the listeners, you don't know. Any, yeah. If y'all if y'all don't know, it's true. I could just be a blob. Even, you know, yeah, you wouldn't. They don't have no idea. A I blob be, that's speaking. Yeah, yeah. like a, a crayon strike <laughs> on paper. <that laughs> somehow got a voice. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry, did I cut you off? No, no, no. I we. Th- I think there's so much to talk about right. here, but yeah. steer us. And then the other thing is like the other thing was like. Even in terms of, so so forget, put that aspect to the side, which is already like, wow, zero or whatever. You guys can tell us like a lead, a leading actor in movies and probably please, can't. Please, I mean, do we were even you... doing a TV and we we couldn't really think of that many. Like, yeah. so so putting that aspect to the side. Now the next the next thing is like, okay, well, what about a movie? Even if it's played by a straight actor, but the leading role is a is a person of color who is gay. How many movies do we have? Because we thought I mean, we were talking about six, six degrees, degrees of separation. Six degrees of separation. So we have this movie, which is not even, and I, and I would argue six degrees of separation too. Like both of those are supporting roles. Yeah, they're yeah. not really the leads, right? Like, yeah. If Don, Wesley like, Snipes were nominated for this, it probably would have been in the supporting. Supporting category. and Will Smith, yeah, for sure. Will Smith too, because yeah. it was like Donald Sutherland and and mm-hmm. Carrie Fisher, and like. It wasn't really. It was like he came in, but like it wasn't really about the story. wasn't no. essential to him. He was just like the point of contention to the right. story, uh, which is which is a play, I think. And right? there are Definitely. some indie movies, you know, right? Like, with, which we're throwing yeah. those out, right? But like, right. but but and, <laughs> right. and those are. I mean, but it should be said, like uh, the ones I'm thinking about now are queer women, like yeah. Pariah. Um, yeah. Uh, 
the D the D Reese movie and um again like really well made but but there is there is that it uniquely to communities of color right um i think among black men and i know among latino right. culture too of course we see you know and then there's the hank azaria character in the birdcage right, right. Like a white guy playing this caricature of a gay person and a latino person <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but there, i mean really i think we're just landing on a lot of stuff to talk about but to tie it in a in the easiest bow we can it's that there are such limitations when you get to the nuance within minorities. Right. Right? Like, you want to throw, like, gay and black together? Ooh, like... Goodness. Yeah. yeah. Don't... I mean, don't... <laughs> it's like, it's then, already hard to do yeah. gay. It's already hard to do black. Right. When you put those together. Yeah. And then it's already uh, hard to do women, so I it's just, like gay, black, women. <laughs> I just remembered a character. You're the last person yeah. to get a movie. Yeah. I just remembered a character, but he's not a lead. He's not a lead, but there's a gay... And I don't know if this actor identifies as gay. Mm-hmm. There's a gay black man on The Flash. Oh, yeah. Well, there are oh, gay... sorry, on Arrow. Excuse yeah. me. Well, there are definitely gay black characters in, in things. We, I, we could probably come up with a bunch. Probably come like, up with a handful. They're usually yeah. like... But I was just trying to think of anybody like the on side, TV right like, now. Character. In a you know Because I mean? we talked about the guy from Empire, so I was like, oh, are there more? And then that one just popped in yeah. my head. <laughs> yeah. And then there's, you know... Um, uh, David's love interest on Six Feet Under. Right. Yeah. Like, they have existed. Mm-hmm. Right. But have we ever seen the story through their eyes? Has it been the Denzel, focus? No, Denzel no. Washington. Oh, and... Oh, not Denzel Washington, sorry. Antonio Banderas in Philadelphia. In yeah, Philadelphia, yeah. Tom Hanks' lover, but... Right. But it's, you know, this movie does not... Tu Wong Fu doesn't deal with sexuality. Doesn't deal with sexuality. At all. Yeah. They're actually very desexualized. Right. Yeah. Which... which I personally, though, was okay with it because, like, it was, a f- it was like, okay, we're entering this this unex- somewhat pretty much unexplored territory in Hollywood, mm-hmm. and and we're trying to make these people human, yeah, and and despite the caricatures that they play, I feel like the movie was. And I don't know, me personally, I feel like I did a good job of like making these people like human. And it was like, look, don't worry about what we do. Don't worry about who we sleep with. Don't worry about whatever. It's just like when you see me, recognize that I am also a human being. Right. Mm-hmm. And like and not and just because you're scared or you haven't seen this kind of like this lifestyle that I'm living doesn't mean that you can treat me like I'm not a human being. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, um, I mean, that that. Uh, reminds me of what I was thinking about with John Leguizamo. So, so yeah, I don't. Who's think the most they, sexualized out the of most, all the characters? Right? The, yeah, John Leguizamo. Right, so we, and so yeah, especially after we just line. said that um, we mentioned Antonio Banderas in um, in Philadelphia, right? And how we talked about on the Once Upon a Time in Mexico episode that uh, Latin people have are typically oversexualized in right. in the media, right? And how <laughs> and so how John Leguizamo's character is the one. That like gets he gets cornered by the 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 she gets cornered by the men you mm-hmm. know uh, and then she becomes the one that the that the guy is like into that the the other uh, woman was also into like yes. she, you know so There's she like a, so she's stuck in the she, she, 
and she's the one that's like, I, I, I can have sex with him. I want to have, se- I want, or I want to be with him. Whatever. Yeah. It is why she- can't I be with him? She's also like, we- like very wearing like revealing clothing a lot. Like has right. Like, and well, like so this one scene where she like has her strap down. But what's like the entire what's time interesting about like, that though is John Leguizamo says in Ghetto Clown, the stage show that he his most recent one that he wanted to be the hottest one. If he wasn't, if and it had to do with something like if he wasn't. Um, uh, if he had to share the screen time with those other two, I'm going to be the hottest one. Right. And like, and so I think that that is that partially has something to do with what he wanted to do as well. But still, storytelling wise, you know, uh, Chichi is the one that like everyone wants, and I just right. I found that to be an interesting thing. And in thinking about how we talked about how Latin people are oversexualized. Uh, you know, I don't know if that sends a bad message, though. Is my question. I mean, yeah, I think uh, I don't. I don't think it sends a bad message because there is so much difference here yeah. that that we that is being presented to the American audience that you're not really acknowledging race because it's like, whoa, this is so different. This is right. not three women on a road trip. Right. This is three drag queens on a road trip which is yeah. interesting that you bring up that point because i'm always thinking about like maybe the reason that they had these guys these people the, like wesley snipes and john leguizamo playing like racial stereotypes mm-hmm. is because they're like look we got to focus on one thing and we got to fit this in your head yeah we can't yeah. make so like let's make sure that the black person acts like yeah. a black person right. and the latina acts like a latina and 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 so these are familiar tropes right. and concepts. And so we're introducing this one new thing of like men who dress up as women who like men. And and we are introducing that to the audience. So like all this other stuff, we can't bring nuance to it. Yeah. We just can't. Right. And even in we this thing, to. we can't bring nuance to it. We, it's just got to be put in this box, right? Like yeah. our minds... And the thing is, that's how our minds work. And I, and, and this, is a, this is a conversation that I get in trouble with sometimes. But, so feel mm-hmm. free to like disagree with me on this mm-hmm. but like human beings like a lot of times we rail against you know putting people in boxes or whatever but it's just like that's how we operate like human beings like we don't we put everything in boxes like mm-hmm. it's just like we that's how we see the world we're like we need to know like is that a dog okay can that dog will that dog hurt me will this thing hurt me what is this thing is can i eat this can i eat that we categorize literally everything like that is right. what we do right so when it comes to people and when it comes to something like gender where our mind and especially in the, over the last like 25 you know 30 years people's minds have been going crazy because they're like Whoa, wait 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 so you're telling me so there's men and women there's men who like men and women who like women now there's men who want to dre- who want to who need to be women and they're in women and they want to have sex with men or sometimes they want to be women and have sex with women and then there's so, queer well, and there's yeah, all these I mean, things like, and- I do not I don't I do not disagree that we as humans like to put things in boxes we right. like to label things that was what we that we, we realized that we could do that and that's what made us different than all other creatures right is our ability to like look at things and then and classify them and and have that understanding and then make pre-judgments but, so that we think we know what's going to happen yes so that and, it but what's hap- what's happening now and what is it's such a what's really happening now and like especially with the internet and everything is exactly what you're talking about but we but we are realizing that like we have done it we have gone too far and we have and we have uh we have tried to put things into a jigsaw puzzle but we are not puzzle pieces we are 
you know, human beings that are, right. you know, and like, and so like, I loved this movie, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. But then it's like, but then are these things a problem of the movie? Or like Dylan said at the beginning, like this is a movie that was made by gay people with love for this particular community. So like we should. And wanting to make it for a broader audience. And wanted to make it for a broader audience. I mean, I, it, it might, and I can't speak to this as not being a gay person, but it might be the same thing that like how we feel about black movies, you know, and how we're like, why do like why does the movie have to be like this? Where it's like that doesn't mean the movie's not good, but could the movie have opened it up a little bit more? Right. Made them made it a little more nuanced, made it a little more, you know. And that's uh, always a hard thing because you when especially when you're talking about it as a fan, you're like, oh, it should have done this for me, and it yeah, should have like right. perfectly predicted what twenty years from then, which is now, yeah. we were going to be talking about. Yeah. And of course, it can't. Not at so all. So that's why I made sure to underscore the fact that like seeing this movie as a closeted preteen mm-hmm. yeah. was monumental for me. Yeah. You know. So. So. I'm so glad this movie exists. I think we're appropriately treating it like an artifact. Right. Yeah. And also the fact that it was like so rare, like we're saying like it came out and it was exactly like Priscilla queen of the desert. There are 10, 20 movies a year that come out that are exact carbon copies of each of other, like horrible bosses. There yeah. are so many movies yes. like Horrible Bosses yeah. that come out in so many different countries, but because these are rare exceptions, you know, like they if, if a movie yes. about an escaped slave or a, a free man came out the year after 12 Years a Slave, we'd be like, oh, man, well, just, just, just saw like just that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, when a movie, <laughs> but like Ninja Turtles... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Look, looks exactly the same as Transformers. Yeah. Nobody's like, right. It's like, oh well, instead of right. robots blowing up everything, it's gonna be these weird mutant yeah. uh, animals, and right. but it's gonna look exactly the same. And New York's gonna be destroyed. How many times has New York been destroyed in a movie? You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, but nobody's like bemoaning that. Kind right, of, right, right. I mean, sometimes people are, but in a in a passive way. Whereas right. these things, and that's the thing, it's like underrepresentation. Like, of course, you're going to pick apart and you're going to have all these people who have been waiting for so long to see themselves represented on screen. And when it finally comes out, they're going to be super critical of it. Like, people are super critical of Chirac, which just came out, right? Right, And, like, one of the reasons, though, is, like, look, these kind of movies, like, are so rare. And so when they come out, people are like, man, you should be doing this and you should also be doing that. You should also be doing this. And (laughs) I always feel bad sometimes. (laughs) Not saying – I'm not even trying to avoid those problems. It's just, like, sometimes I do feel bad for these – for people who set out to make these kinds of movies, it's like one of the first things because they all of a sudden they become, it's like, they're the only, they're the token. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, they're representing everything that we haven't seen. And Mm -hmm. so when it comes out, people have so many problems. They're like, well, you're a symbol in a beacon now and you need to be perfect. Right. It's like, they can't be like, they can't be perfect. I, the, that, yeah, I think we've talked about this before, so there's no point in me just completely repeating it. All right, but great. But it's like, so the, no. <laughs> but it's like the, um, you know, it's like when Fresh Off the Boat happened, and and uh, the author of the book was like, you know, this is not my book. You're not even right. doing my book. You are making these other characters, these characters that are a little more. There's like a little bit more of stereotype happening with how with how they're being rendered, and like it's not it's not a complete adaptation of my uh, of my book. 
and you're doing all blah blah blah. But then in the first episode, there's the moment when the kid calls, when one kid calls Eddie uh, Chink, and he's like, "Oh, great, we are still talking about something. You know, we still we at least get to have that." Um, and I, and I and I have also been of the school of like, yes, people need to see this thing that's a little bit more digestible because of the labels and all the stuff that you were saying. But then once we see that, then we can then we the next thing can be you know the next thing can be well better. that's to me <laughs> that's like, the biggest problem. But that's a huge yeah. We're talking about this movie and it it came out twenty years ago and we're talking about it like you said like Dylan like it's an artifact mm-hmm. and because it, it is right it came out twenty years ago. It's a long time. Now the now the fact of the matter is now. We're talking about uh, trans issues in television are coming up now, and we have the Danish girl. I didn't see it yet. I don't know. If I haven't seen it yet. yet. Uh, and you have um, what's the what is it on Amazon? Oh, I just finished it today. Transparent, Transparent. season two. Yeah, we just finished season two. I mean, incredible. Is it great? Right? But but who knows what we're going to be saying twenty years from now right. about right. Transparent? Yeah, Jeffrey Tambor is a cis, cis man playing a trans woman, and so is Eddie Redman, right? But, Right. And so, but there's a, I accept it, right? Like transparent is a great issue, is a great example of something that totally deals with nuance, especially season two. And I won't give anything away, Yeah, but you start to. <laughs> we have a uh, producer, James, this season two. He hasn't watched it yet. Okay. I, I won't give anything away, but you start exploring Mora, which is Jeffrey Tambor's character for, identity markers beyond her trans identity. Right. You yeah. start seeing that she's actually a little selfish and yeah. that she's doing that thing that happens when people come out that you really just have to tend to yourself. Right. And um, you also, it complicates gender and sexuality because you also start seeing Mora want to date people and Mora is attracted to women. Hmm. And it, it, I think that, is a nuance that I appreciate so much because it's not like, oh, well, if you are trans, this is how you speak and this is who you date. And this is like, there there is, um, it goes into it with a question rather than an answer. Whereas this movie, even if it was made in 1994, released in 95, it goes into it with an answer. Yeah. The answer is, uh, well, the question is, is drag, like, what does what does this urban drag world look like in a very rural, um, kind of by-the-book right. Americana? Right. Um, and then there is a magical smile bow <laughs> yes. at the end that's like oh We've, they just come in and they make it fabulous they make everything yeah, fabulous you know? they become our friends they right. fix things up for us and, and they, they know and, but they know not to cross the line of like don't get into romantic relationships with anybody right. don't make anybody question their own identity do, you know so <laughs> they, they explore that a little and, and I, but the thing is all of that stuff I, I again I appreciate it I appreciate it John Leguizamo so his, his character Chi Chi like is falling in love with this like you know this one boy in the town who essentially is like the one like good one <laughs> like he really is he's like the one good one like everybody else they literally travel in a pack like they're a pack of hicks like it's like, yeah it's a pack I, of hicks like honestly i i like like sometimes i don't care about white people being offended but i was like 
this is a little bit offensive. Yeah. Like you're showing like this town, like it's just they're all like they they all don't have jobs, I guess, because they're all literally out all the time, always on the street in a pack, and all the men are just like, uh, 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 like they're just like Baby, gross uh, uh, rapists. Except like, for the all, one man who runs a restaurant thing. who's described as the nicest colored man you'd ever oh, hope yes, to meet. Right. Right. Yes, so they're also ra- they're all racist. They're all like rapists, except for the one guy, and then the women and the women are and the women are all like, yeah beat down and like and and they they've put it been put in their place and they're like what we don't yeah. we don't know any other world other than this like like they so the so these drag queens come in and like free the women uh and then like t- put the men in their place and they're like oh and they kind of just are like okay which doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. like right like realistically i'm like why did they change their mind because <laughs> grabbed your nuts at one point like why after that wouldn't they just come with shotguns and just kill them all like the way that you were portraying yeah i mean this is a magical story it's a magical story what it is they the and going off the magical thing there's when they when they uh Redecorate the room. They're like throwing. Yeah. No, no, no. They're throwing Truly. cloth, yeah, like, and then it like <laughs> magically lands. like appears. You know, all appears the townspeople are like, go- like Google-eyed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thing. <laughs> Everything so, looks great. I think I. I just want to say here. Yeah. There is one thing that the movie totally nailed, and that was so. The movie, the the subgenre of um, the kind of magical. Um, morality tale right. that it is um, is made in a very similar way to what drag culture essentially is, which is the acceptance of illusion mm. and the acknowledgement that illusion can be as real as the non-illusory, right? Yeah, right. So what um, I, one of my absolute favorite scenes is that um, is actually when two caricatures meet and there's this silent older woman. Yes. Who is very frequently in movies that actress plays <laughs> the like so. joke older old yeah. crazy woman. Yeah, yeah. she was the, in Independence Day too. She's oh, the wow. librarian in uh, Ghostbusters. Right, right. She's right. not playing that character Wait, in that movie, but just needed everyone to know she was there. Maybe she not. might be. <laughs> but anyway, so she um never speaks and Wesley Snipes's Noxima Jackson follows her right. to this room she has and she loves old movies. And and that is to me what I wish had been the heart of this movie, yeah, which was the fact that this woman was tending to old Hollywood in the same way that drag culture idolizes old Hollywood. Mm, yes. Yeah. Um, right. Like, um, you know, uh, Vita talks all about this book by Diana Vreeland of, you know, essentially how to be a Parisian woman. Right. And so it's all like, it's about the fact that drag also operates on tropes. It operates on, stock characters and takes those stock characters and sees how they exist in the world. Yeah. Um, and then Wesley Snipes sits down and talks all about black actresses, uh, or Noxima uh, sits down and talks all about black actresses that she loves. Lena Horne talks about Dorothy Dandridge, how she never stooped to play. Uh, these are, uh, Noxima's words, but never stooped to play the maid, um, and never stooped to play anyone else until white Hollywood kicked her out. So we're talking, we're idolizing this woman who refused to play into stereotypes and we're seeing a new stereotype of the black gay man be birthed right in front of us. Yeah. Um, But 
the quintessential quote is that a little later, uh, Wesley Snipes, uh, when they realize they might not be getting to Hollywood soon, Noxima Jackson says, I'm going to make Hollywood wherever I am at. Yes. Yeah. And that, to me, is it, right? Um, yes. That allows me to forgive a lot of the stock characters. It allows me to forgive the fact that people are actually painted kind of thinly, but as if it is acknowledging that it is a studio movie. Right. right. Um, yeah. So, and the thing is, that's what the movie is doing too. It's making Hollywood wherever it's at and it's meeting Hollywood where it has to meet Hollywood at the time. Right. Yeah. I don't think this, if, if this script exact script were made and filmed like this now, I don't think it would get distribution. Yeah. Um, not because we would be uncomfortable seeing drag Queens, but there is so much more nuance in how we talk about gender and what you were talking about with boxes before. It's like, yes, I think humans are predisposed to think in terms of boxes, Mm -hmm. but it is because of people speaking up that we have expanded those boxes and there are pathways between each of them. So yeah, much, much more nuanced. So making Hollywood wherever you are at is kind of like also the motto of the internet too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Making Hollywood wherever you're at. Making Hollywood wherever you're at. Hey guys, it's me. Selfie time. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Okay. uh, Maybe we can go back to now this point about the comedy, like how this film uses comedy because I guess this film is a comedy. Like essentially at the end of the day, it's a, Mm -hmm. it's a comedy. I mean, it's hilarious to me. Yeah. (laughs) It's so interesting though, because like for me personally watching this, in 2015, as a grown adult, knowing all the things that I do in this time period, when they hit the road and like the first time and like and it's prevalent in the film, they acknowledge it. Like when they hit the road and like the first time they have to stop, like I was always like, I was like, oh, my God, what are they going to do? Like, where are they going to sleep? What are they going to? And when they first stop, like Patrick Swayze and Wesley Snipes character are both like very nervous. Yeah. They're like, oh, crap. Like we, we knew we had to stop. We're stopping now, and they're like so scared, and like, and I was scared, like watching. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, this is how are they going to get through Middle America? As you know, not just oh, not just it's like three. First of all, three women traveling across America is scary. So then you take that; it's like three men who who are dressed up as women and identify as women traveling across, and then two of them are people of color. It's like holy crap! Yeah. This is a lot of danger. And they and like and they treat all these moments with like they have that there. I feel like they acknowledge the fear, but then they like erase it with comedy. Like so the first time they get pulled over, like they're just mistakenly identified as like part of the women's basketball team. Mm-hmm. And you have this like fun, funny scene with like Wesley Snipes like in like a cheerleader outfit almost, like playing basketball. And do, he does like a an expert layup yeah it's like a perfect perfect layup layup. (laughs) and like it's like super like excited about it and and then like whenever so there's this cop there's this sub story of like this cop pulls him over very racist tries to basically rape patrick swayze's character she punches him out and then like they think that maybe he's dead he's not he like gets up and he's trying to find them this whole time he's like i'm gonna kill him because he's made fun of by all the other police officers yeah by being knocked out by a a girl and he's like it wasn't a girl it was a boy dressed up as a girl and they're just laughing at him more and so he's like filled with rage and hate but every time you see him 
I don't know if you guys know this. The soundtrack is like funny, funny, funny. I was like, funny. This guy's trying to kill these. Yeah, like he's straight trying to murder them. I think that like, well, go ahead. What were you gonna say? No, I was just gonna say it does offer a critique of the like police state. You know, totally, and specifically of white policemen because you also reveal it reveals how racist he is. So it isn't like Hollywood movies in that like, oh, the policemen are here. Thank God, yeah. help is here. Right. It's like, oh fuck, the police. Yeah, you're are scared. Here. You're yeah. nervous. Um, and there's, you know, like it is a satire of alpha masculinity of both the cops who are making fun of him right. and uh, Chris Penn, the the cop himself. Which he's a great actor, and I thought he actually brought a very, very layered performance to this role that could have been very character in and of itself. But yeah. like, there was something about the way that he was doing. It was like he was like confused and scared and i have to give credit to tessa my girlfriend who like pointed this out i didn't really pick up on it that much but like maybe he himself is questioning his own sexual identity. oh i you didn't right? you didn't pick up on i it? didn't really pick up oh, i thought he goodness. was just going i thought they were just showing him going crazy but i was i but then i was like oh when she pointed it out i was like oh my god you're absolutely right yeah he's gay like he is and he's like talking about it in the bar like man with their Men dressing up as women with their muscles. I, I mean, that, and you're like, my, oh, that's one of my favorite parts of the movie. He says something like, "They have the, the occasional whiff of aftershave." Yeah. Like, just that's that was such a specific thing for him yeah. to be like, you know, like like yeah. that. That was cl- clearly a window into this guy's soul. And he's like, and then they hold each other in their arms, tight. You know, yeah. like it's like he's right. very longingly thinking uh-huh. about what yeah. this would be. You know, and uh, and like clearly he was a. He was attracted to, you know, to uh, to Vita, and so it's like, well, then what? You know, what? And like, and because they're because that that whole thing of them being mistaken, mistakenly identified as women, like I I don't know how much it holds up. Like the film didn't do a a great job at like telling you when and when people didn't know, but like. I feel like at the end of the film, they probably were like, they were just like, yeah, everybody knew the whole time. Uh-huh. Like, it, it almost felt that way, like the way that they ended it, because it was yeah. like, well, well, at least what's her name? Like, Channing's yeah. character did. Yeah, but then they all, but then when the cop comes and he like calls him out and he's like, they're, they're drag, like, nobody in the town's like, what? Yeah. Like, it, you never have that moment of everybody being like, wait, those were men just as women do. the whole wait, time. But you do, wait, no, you do, because, because, um, uh, the thing is just, they, they at that point, at least how I took it, uh-huh. they they um, at that point have grown to like them so much that they don't even care. that they don't care. They you get to see, you see the one uh, you see the nice the one nice guy go uh, drag oh like he he has like a moment of like drag oh wait <laughs> or like dressed up as men what or dressed up as women whatever it is he has a he has a moment where he realizes what he had been missing this whole time. Huh. And there is like a similar thing in a lot of gay movies from the 90s where at the end there is that moment when everyone says, I am blank. So at the end of this movie, everyone's like, I'm a drag queen. I'm a drag queen. And there's like such a – it feels like a Ryan Murphy fantasy of like, oh, we're all gay. (laughs) But the the same thing happens at the end of In and Out. Mm Mm-hmm. When everyone stands up and is like, oh, I'm gay too now. Yeah. Um, And they're – I just feel like that is – one of the most representative moments in 90s gay movies about like, oh, like the dream is like, what if everyone realized we were all could 
identify with that. We yeah, could right. all be gay, and not that we are truly all gay, but but that we are yeah. all gay, right. <laughs> right? I mean, right? But like, but but not that we're all gay, but that we're all gay. And then that's talking about boxes because then <laughs> yeah, it's right. like, oh well, there's no box. It's yeah. like you are neither this nor that. You're somewhere on this it's like Kinsey scale. Yeah, yeah. Fifty Shades yeah. of Grey. I I do want to. We've been talking a lot about uh, about like how this film deals with all of these different things. Um, But in thinking about the comedy thing, I loved that. Like every time something heavy happened, it was immediately punched by with something humor. You know, I I I uh, when the when the cop first shows up, his first line is like. You know, we're not too fond of white girls running around with niggers and spicks. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh shit. But yeah. then but then it's so what what happens right after is so funny. And then I think that like when the music comes on for him, it's so that we can realize that like that like this guy is not to be taken seriously. Or like this film you know? won't go there. Or yeah. I think or, it really was to be like I think it I think it was setting people's minds that he's like don't worry, we're not going to have him actually murder anybody. Like, he's right. going to be a fool. And we'll we'll make sure they, they're kept safe. And it was also, that was the moment that you were like, oh, is this like Thelma and Louise? Right. Yeah. Right. And then it's like, oh, this movie is an alt Thelma and Louise, <laughs> where it's like the illusion of Thelma and Louise. Right, right, right. <laughs> and you're right. Like, I was terrified in that I, moment. I was Again, terrified. too, now, yeah. knowing... Watching it again, yeah, because um, that is also a real thing that a cop would still do. So if there is a way, like <laughs> this movie really got that right twenty years ago, yeah. like, oh, absolutely, that still a cop would not be too cool with with. I mean, over he a wasn't car like cool at, in any in any sense, right? Like, even if he really thought that they were women, he was about to rape a woman, right? Yeah, which is insane, and right. and like. And then to find out that that woman that he was about to rape, like, has a penis Mm -hmm. is, like, then his embarrassment takes over and then he murders her. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's the same thing when when Chi-Chi was kind of cornered and the other guy, like, came and saved her. It was, like... What they're going to go that's... rape. They're going to go gang rape this woman. Yeah. And then when they find out she's not actually a woman, they're going to be so embarrassed that they're going to kill her. Right. Yeah. And it, it, you're right. It is terrifying. And when Chichi was about to be raped, and and then she quickly, it's a date now. Yeah. yeah. It's, and it's just like how, blah blah blah. And then they that's live how in this you town. pick up a woman. And they live in the town. And yeah. those men are just always there, just walking around. Yeah. I was like, it was so. It was just so odd because it was like, you're you're. They're like they're like telling us like this is re- real, and then they're also telling the audience, but like you don't have. You don't have to worry yeah. about it. It was like this this thing of like, and I understand because it was a comedy. It it had to be kept like this. But there was a part of me that was like, you're taking away the severity of like severity of this just so that people can feel good about themselves almost, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like they don't have to think about the horrors that real people have mm-hmm. to deal with. Like that these people who are actually in the drag community in but New York like, but can't then- leave New York because they might die but then at the same time right but then at the same time my question then becomes like but because we still see the possibility of it yeah is that like 
is that like good on this movie for? I, I yeah, not, that's what I'm saying. You know? Like, I had to make they made this whole thing digestible. They had to make it digestible, or or I don't know if they had to, but they did, and and I think more people probably saw it because of it. Right, I, I do. I like honestly do. So like, yeah. There anyway. I just wanted to talk about that. Um, uh, what is there any uh, moments that you guys like? we haven't talked about yet that you're like, we need to talk about. There's just one other thing. This is, this is, uh, uh, not super important, but it was important to me. Mm-hmm. So when they first go into the, the hotel and like they're left there, uh, Wesley Snipes has a line. I, Cause I took all the notes of every time they mentioned like race in the movie. So, uh, Wesley Snipes has a line that's like, I think the last black man that stayed in this hotel was Sam, Sam Cook. Cook. <laughs> And it's just like, okay, you're just going to flippantly talk about this man that was murdered, this icon who was yeah. murdered in a hotel, like, just casually? Yeah. Like, I would... Well, after- that's a, that relates to what I was talking about, like, how they deal with, like, the fear or whatever, well, like, like, the actual threat right, of no, violence but exactly, so like, like, Just so, like, and then that's it, and then we just move on. Then we're just immediately somewhere else. And, the, and that line itself was supposed to be a joke, but it's like... <laughs> but he's know, almost the, saying like I, we're gonna get killed totally. here. Totally, <laughs> but at the same time, like part of me is like, isn't that how? Like, how else do you cope? Right. Oh, uh, how totally. else do you? Really I mean, like you would want, like, like, you, like if that's how you, if you, a real person in that scenario felt like they were mm-hmm. gonna get killed here, they would make a joke like that. And it's <laughs> that, that, it's that kind of thing <laughs> where when people get upset about like, like labeling trans people as brave or whatever you're like this is the part that you actually get to see like oh there is bravery here you know what i mean yeah. like not even taking individuals into context just like mm-hmm. the way the what they're doing of them just being like i'm just gonna this is who i'm gonna be even though it confuses and scares people so much that they're go- literally are trying to rape and murder <laughs> me for like no reason yeah like and then still be like and not be like, no, 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 let's just go back to New York and like hide in a hole. Mm. Like, no, we're going to do this and we're going to and we're going to give mm-hmm. back. Like, that's some Jesus stuff right there, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. And there, there's the Martin Luther King quote. too. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Of, he was like, I'm not Martin Luther King. I don't have a plan. I have I don't have a dream. I have a plan. Yeah. Right. Which is like, OK, OK, okay. Yeah. We're gonna <laughs> retool, retool. So that part of it, like uh, the fact that they were brave, the fact that they didn't hi- like they. They they gave back. They like helped this town. Like I know it was magical and that kind of stuff. But the like and to me the most powerful moment was at the end. I mean, of course it was with pa- Patrick Swayze's character it has to be through the eyes of a white person. But like the reason, like at the end where um, she was like, "I love you, Vita." What was the full name? Vita Boem. I love you, Vita Boem. And she's like, "You don't know how long I've been waiting to hear mm-hmm. those words." To that said name. to that name. Said to yeah. that name. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was like a really powerful moment. I thought yeah. for me, I was like, yeah. you know, because you had her back sort of like, her parents don't accept her, whatever. Uh, and and there was like that contention like where John Lee Guizamo's character is like, you're just, you know, hmm. you're just a man like dressed up in a dress. Like he kind of, you know, she went at her like that. But yeah. anyway, I don't know. Did that mm-hmm. strike, did that strike a chord with you at all? I, did you guys... It was really powerful I, for me, guys. No, yeah, no. Yeah. I, thought it, I thought it was a really powerful moment. Uh, I thought it, and and we've already talked about this. But I was like, after after that happened, I was trying to uh, uh, write down what everyone's motivations were, and it was like Patrick mm. Swayze was the was the easiest 
it came to me very easy. But then, like, and then I was like, I guess John Logazamo also got to have a line that was like, and now I get to go, I'm going to find love, and it's going to be real love, real love for me. And then, I, and, and then I, and, but then for Wesley Snipes, I was like, I don't. It's I don't true. Know. Wesley Snipes' character was just there. Wesley Snipes' character, I think, wanted, uh, ultimately wanted to just get to Hollywood to right. win. Yeah, and it felt connected to also to like what you were saying before about how in drag culture they idolize old Hollywood and it felt like his wrap up moments were connected to that. Right. Were connected to that idea. Right. And not having that understanding. So then so then for me, this is just a response I guess. Not having that understanding leads me to look at that character and feel like like oh, I don't know, you know, I don't know what that is, you mm-hmm. know. But that is obvious, you know. It is obvious that like what mm-hmm. she wants is Hollywood, and yeah. she wants that, right? But she didn't want to go on this road trip. Yeah, right. but that's the only. But that's my thing is like her agency was take was taken away from her in the movie. Yeah, she did like that. Yeah, she like was just like yes, like oh, I don't like made it made, made it very clear that I don't want to do this, but like will do it, and like the reasoning was barely like almost non-existent. It was just like. Uh, how do you talk me into this? It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, how did she talk you into and it? And you go back to the scene and it's just like, <laughs> we're, we're doing it. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We agreed. Oh, we. I guess. And it's like, you put up, she like yeah. puts up that front, but then like does agree. Yeah. And you're like, is it because she also has this heart of gold? Like kind of, like, yeah. but not really. Like she still continues to say like, stop, like get out of people's business, get out of people's business. You know what I mean? Like when the woman the, the wife upstairs getting beaten. She's still like, don't do it. But then like comes upstairs too. Like yeah. she was just yeah. like following, like she was there, like almost like written as like, well, this is the voice of reason or this is the voice of contention. And then when we don't want her to be contentious anymore, we'll just shut her up with, with moments of uh, stereotypical comedy punctuation. Right. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Of like, girl, you know, yeah. like a mm. lot of, yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot uh, of, mm, mm-hmm. a lot of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of mm-hmm. <laughs> everything. We can just go through all, all the sounds. Yeah, we want, could, yeah. could we? Yeah, yeah. No. So, uh, uh, any other sounds, guys? <laughs> uh, the uh, snapping. Uh, the yeah. snap. Oh, yes. <laughs> no. Yeah. And. Mm. But mm. yeah, I mean, so, so the basketball scene was to me uh, like that basketball moment we were talking yeah. about. Yeah. That, that. Summed, summed up what was not done with her that could have been done right. with her. Yeah. And that's a great question to ask, like, what is the the want of these characters? Right. Right. Because the basketball scene just proves, like, oh, haha, you know, black man in a dress. Let's yeah. Play yeah. yeah. Like, play really good basketball. at basketball, mm-hmm. playing ladies basketball. Yeah, but in a way that wasn't fitting for the character. Like, would the ca- right. character like basketball? Yeah, would why? She... Why did she I like mean, it? It, sta- it stands out. Like, yeah. we have no, like, the fact, like, like they are op- they are accepted in because they are more masculine and so they are assumed that they are a part of this right. women's basketball convention or whatever it is that's happening there but then to see them actually play basketball yeah. is is only for that joke of yeah. <laughs> black man in a dress yeah. you know playing basketball right. like right. that like we don't we didn't need to see it at all but yeah. but you know they yeah. but they wrote it they put yeah. it there yeah <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. Wesley Snipes' eyes in the beginning. <laughs> that yeah, stared out. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> his one eyeball was going. Um. Uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah. That's that's all. Those are all the. Imp- I've said everything that I that I thought yeah. was like deep about it. 
that so, that's important to talk about. So, I just want to also say that I loved that they all knew the dance to the song when they were standing on the balcony. Oh, yeah. I thought I loved that. that oh, yeah. Something. And then oh, I also love that the that the the nicest uh, black man in nicest the town, colored man, nicest colored man, you'd ever hope to. Um, he says, "I've waited twenty three years to ask you this question. Can I have this dance?" And then like, Which, and then thinking about. Like that that time passing, you know, it would have been the early seventies or late sixties, depending yeah. on whenever they wanted to, you know, and like, yeah. Was, oh, wait, when this movie was set? No, when yeah, uh, no when oh when when, the, when he from when that first when he first wanted to this talk to her, woman. and I thought that that was like a nice, I thought that that was a nice nod to to what their tension, why they would call him the nicest colored man, and yeah, why which kind of like kind of brings us to the swirl. Does it? Oh God! Do you want to do a swirl, guys? I'm gonna attempt something here. Oh God! Take us there. Oh no! I might die doing this. Oh God! Can I we have just to do call Gerard real no, quick. No, I'm not calling Gerard. <laughs> I'm taking over Gerard's spot. Gerard didn't even see this People movie. People think but I'm Gerard I... sometimes, but I talk like this. Oh no! I just got clap and yell a lot. All right. Oh God! <laughs> Listen, um, for those of you who don't know, Dylan. Maybe you understand this. The swirl. Oh, oh Dylan is a fellow swirl uh, baby. Are you oh, a yes. swirl baby? Yeah. Dylan oh, is now a swirl I'm baby. getting what swirl means. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dylan yes. is a swirl, a swirl baby. baby. <laughs> so here's the thing. Oh, that, I, yeah. At first I was like, what's a swirl? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So here's the thing is that a lot in major motion pictures, oh, don't. you He's, rarely see. You guys can't see it, but he rarely is see acting a, like Gerard right now. A black man and a white woman together on screen having sex when it's not about race okay we're not talking about Othello or O okay not talking about Jungle Fever oh can it we just, just doesn't happen it doesn't happen right enough okay. alright Hollywood's scared they're scared to do it mm-hmm. Will Smith didn't kiss Charlize Theron in Hancock that terrible movie look uh <laughs> So what in this movie? Are you even gonna say you have two potential swirls? <laughs> I'll start it with the one that you were just talking about. Oh god! So first, they're at the dance. No, and of course he says no. I'm, I don't want to do. I'm this. the nicest man in town. I've been wanting you for 23 years. Oh, and she turns and says, "Oh, I've been wanting you for 20 years." And he's like, "Wait, why was that three years though?" I said 23 She said yeah But I said 20 Because when he first came in I was like You black And then he was like Oh damn He's like But then I learned The error of my ways And he's like Let's dance <laughs> And then they start Slow dancing You know no. Everybody's around them They're slow dancing And then he's like Hey no. Maybe let's get out of here And so they <laughs> Takes over And she's like Let's go to my place I live alone And then <laughs> And so It's that house over there He's like I know Only like 50 people Live in this town <laughs> And then they go over, and she's like, hey, do you want, you know, I got an extra strawberry pot. <laughs> the strawberry pot, right? It was strawberry. It's a strawberry festival. Strawberry, strawberry festival. pie oh, yeah. day or something. She's like, I got an extra strawberry pie. I got some for the festival, but I got an extra one. And then he's like, all right, you know, that would be great if you just oh, Lord. take a slice of that, put it in my mouth. Oh. And Slices it, puts it in in my mouth. Just she sounds puts horrible it in, now. She puts it in his mouth, and then they start kissing the strawberries all over no. their face. And then that's it. And then we cut. Okay, so it's oh, not going to be too much. What's the other one? And then of course we have John Leguizamo, <laughs> and he's with, and he's like, you know, they're sitting on the porch, and she's like, I think honesty is the best policy, right? <sighs> um, 
And so, and so, Charlie was not Chi Chi's like, really, honestly, really? Yes, people have to be honest. But maybe a little white light? No, gotta be honest. She's like, okay, what well, I <laughs> and then it just immediately and then happened. It just, and then it swirled it's immediately like happened. And then it just graphic, graphic sex real <laughs> broke back mountain sex scene. Oh, and it breaks all. Oh, of- what was this movie rated? Which honestly, no. It, uh, well, it must have been R. Yeah, it had to have been. It had to have been R, right? Which so, is yeah. so funny because nothing. Why? What's the R why stuff? Would it be R because like the biggest, the it's biggest tra- R. Do they even say? Are they even curses? Like in this, except for the N word, and I feel like they barely ever curse. Uh, What's this movie rated R? I gotta check for My no phone reason. Is on airplane mode. Now nah, it's PG thirteen. Okay, I was. Uh, but um, anyway, man. so that's the that's the oh, swirl. God. It could have happened though. It should have oh, happened. God. Come on, guys. Could have oh. happened. One one swirl could have happened. I am just upset. Well, I did it, Jira. I hope he's happy. Uh-huh, Everybody dude. else, send your hate mail to Jira. Um, okay, he- cool. Well, then I guess we're about done. But um, just real quick. What's that? Uh, After Earth, um, you know, relates to this movie very strongly because... Um, <laughs> Dylan uh, is laughing at I you. I mean, no, no. Dylan understands. So. I think I think Dylan understands. No, no. Dylan's just um, like, I'm going to let this craziness happen. He I doesn't mean, understand. Dylan understands because uh, because on After Earth, After Earth is about two... Two men, not three, but two men that are outsiders. Right. So far, none of this. What? They are Why outsiders. are they outsiders? They, uh, they have. They don't live on this. No. this place. They don't live in this place. That what are you at. talking about? And they are are trying, struggling. You to, are. This they, is are so struggling real to, <laughs> they are struggling this to. They are struggling to find a balance. They're struggling to find a balance uh, on this in this new territory that they are not used to being. Can in. I? Can I say something real quick? Sure. What do you? I honestly wish you were talking about handcuffs. <laughs> that's how bad right. this is. All right, that's all I got. Oh my uh, god, pathetic. The cause. So now we're gonna, oh man, we're gonna rate this film. It's time for the cause. The cause is we rate the films not based on how how well the film was created, but whether or not it helps the case, the helps the struggle. It helps. The movement <laughs> of leading actors of color in major motion pictures. No indies. No indies. And and so there's an extra extra caveat for this. It's like leading. Yeah, leading. Uh, well, I, not really. Actually, no. Throw out that caveat. It's too much. Because because well, but also because that's not the case <laughs> with limiting. the stars of this. It's not even movie. the case. Uh, but okay. So does it help the case for leading? Actors of color. Either give it a fist, black fist, a white palm, or nothing. On the count of three, I'm going to throw it up. Honestly. Well, can we just be clear that we're talking about... 1995. In 1995. In 1995. Oh. I think so. I mean, this was a point of contention for even like we did like In the Heat of the Night, right? Yeah, we know. We've, we've I, gone back and forth about But that. I think it is... It's because it's like, well, what did it do at that period of time for moving forward, you know what I mean? Uh, now I'm now I don't know what to do. <laughs> it's not like basing it, but I think we did the same within the heat of the night. All okay, right, all right, let's do it. All right, here we go. Kind of closing our eyes. Closing our eyes. I'm gonna. Close I might my have eyes. to close my eyes. I don't really know. All right, one. One. I'm gonna get hate. Two. Two. 
Three. Three. Oh, All right. Okay. okay. We're not all so off. No. no. So we got two white palms and a black fist. Yeah. Should I, and should I start? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go what ahead. What are you going to say? Well, I mean, mine is just, it's a very clear thing. It's just right, that, you like, you it's gave it a just, white palm. I gave it a white palm. This is James third. I gave it a white palm because, um, uh, I struggled with the fact that, like, so much, it was so racially mm. stereotyped, like, it was so stereotypical for, for the two main actors of color in it. Um, but they, their performances and in, and connected to the fact that we, we're saying that it was written with love. This is a movie that was written with love. Right. Um, I, that's why it's not, a, it's not a full fist, but it's not nothing. You know? yeah. like, I think that like, had, there been, had it been more, uh, even more jokey, like, had the knobs been turned up even more, I probably would have had to give it nothing. But, like, but because of it was done with love and uh, is – yeah, that, that's why I gave it up. Right. Okay, so I feel okay. The reason that I gave I gave it a black fist. Look, <laughs> here's here's the here's the bottom line for me, and I think it's like there are a lot of problems in this movie, and this movie isn't perfect by any means, and there are racial caricatures, and like they talk about the race. It's like they couldn't just you know I mean, and like the two people of color aren't the leads like we have the story is still told through a white person and people are saying john why did you have to fist them but i i think it's because and i kind of said this at the beginning is like i i think that they still the movie still tried to make these people relatable in a way that was like i'm human being i have fears i have wants i have i'm funny you know what i mean i can i have flaws like it was just like even though the character depth wasn't in there, I feel like that's more because the script as a whole didn't have character depth. Right. It was a broad, it, it felt, it was a comedy. Pretty much none of the characters, even the white characters had character depth. You sure, know what I mean? It was sure, like, yeah. even we were talking about Patrick story, Patrick Swayze has the backstory. Like his backstory is literally a name and a house. Yeah. It's like, you don't really know about it. You know what I mean? Right. It's like very surface level. Like everything yeah. was very surface level. And so, so if I can set that aside and say that that's the whole movie, I felt like we got to – even though Patrick Swayze is like technically the lead, we spend so much time with all three of them and we're forced to be like like, 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 like them and like feel for them. And even with, even with Chi-Chi's character being like a problem, like just – not in just terms of like stereotypes, but she's also just like, you know, out there. Like she's, she's doing things that are like, whoa, you're – she doesn't care about, you know, the, the danger in, in this way that it's like, it's kind of, um, uh, what, what am I trying to say? Like, it's, it's very like ra- rash. Yeah. Or like reckless or reckless. Like, yeah. She, very she, reckless. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. but we still like care for her. We care for, you know, we, even though we don't know Wesley Snipes, like characters, like motivation and stuff, we like care about these people. Yeah. And in a way that I, I was just like, man, I, I loved that we can see ourselves through the eyes of, of especially in 1995 of people who like white America would normally be like, I don't know anything about them and I don't, I can't relate to them. Totally. And I think white America, if they saw this film in 1995 would still be like, Whoa, like, yeah. And like, 
and maybe in a problematic way, it's like these kind of things breed problems sometimes. It's like, for instance, like white, like obsession with like rap culture and stuff and like the problems that it breed it. But it's still somewhat, it was like, oh, I, I feel more a part of your world, even though I'm not, even though I don't know anything about it. Yeah. So I know there's a lot of problems with that, no, but I don't no, know. I, think, I, I really liked what the film no, did, especially good. in 95. So that's, I like, I like I, that. I think the same thing. I mean, mm-hmm. like, the fact that it showed a black man in drag in the world of the movie owning his identity right. as a drag queen already blows the lid off of the extremely limited options that black male characters have on screen right. yeah. in mainstream movies. So for that, that that's why I gave it the white the white palm. Right. Yeah. That was the that was the pro. Totally. I just don't I would have given it a black fist if it was a movie that was ahead of its time. I don't think the movie was ahead of its time. I think it was very of its time. Yeah. Right. Okay, you know? that's a good point. Yeah. Like if the movie were even like remotely addressing stuff that we're talking about now like nuance, mm-hmm. right? Um like the fact that they're in a lot of ways equating transgender identity with drag identity which are radically different right yeah. one is about like let's dress up and and play play the illusion and one is like well no this is who i am and it blends the two together yeah um well, yeah i feel like i i think that in their minds they were they thought that they were being like no there's differences oh t- I you know think, what i mean yeah, like, I, I feel like line. i feel like I feel like in their mind, they thought the audience would be like, they're just gay. And like gay men are just get like a all encompassing thing of like gay people dress up as women. Sometimes gay people try to be mm-hmm. like, try to have operations as women sometimes, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. like, and they're like, and they, they broke it down into only four weird, four categories, not even really. But like, I feel like they, like in their own way, they thought that they were being, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think <laughs> Of course they were in the same way that things we're seeing now that we hail as like revol- – like Brokeback Mountain is already starting to feel a little stale and right. yeah. and old. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I think it did great things. Like I said, I did watch this movie not with a critical lens and it was huge for me. Yeah, yeah. It was huge even – I think I was in second grade when this movie came out and just to see that in – like the newspaper, like to see that poster right. of men, you know, um, I, I don't do drag, but I think there was definitely a time when that was the only model I saw for what I wanted to do. So I was mm. like, Oh, I guess I want to do drag. So there was like something that I hooked into there. Yeah. Right. And so to see not just Patrick Swayze, but Wesley Snipes and John Leguizamo, yeah. it was like, Oh, okay. Like I can much more easily hook into that now, right. and that's really exciting to see. Right. So it definitely did something. Not a failure at all. Um, but you know, not uh, not ahead of its time. No, not ahead of its time. Sure. Fair point. That's great. Yeah. So two. So two fists, or we say one fist, two. Pies. Yeah, I know. We've. I guess we've we been haven't doing decided that. what to do yet. We've been. We you. We we'd used to say two fists, but yeah. now we're like one fist. One and two fist, palms. two palms. Okay. Um, which equates to two fists? Which equates to two? Fists. Out of three. 
<laughs> uh, cool. A- any uh, anything you want to plug, Dylan? Anything coming up? This will um, come out in January. This will come out in January. Oh, this will come out two days after I play a show oh. at the UCB. But two days ago, I played <laughs> a show at the UCB. That's um, it with Joe Firestone? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crazy, and, crazy um, yeah, otherwise, I'm a person and I exist. Twitter? On, the, on, on Twitter, yeah. Uh, my handle is at Dylan Marin. At Dylan Marin. It's a person. And check guys. out the YouTube videos if you haven't seen them for whatever reason. Every single word uh, spoken by a person of color. Oh, I'm so good at this. You are very good at remembering <laughs> that. Uh, good for you. Yeah. Um, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Thanks yeah. so much for having we'll me. We'll see guys. you guys next week. We'll do some plugs. Jara, we did this without you, baby. Woo woo! Um, my name is Jonathan Braylock. Uh, hey, John. You can find me at John Braylock on Twitter, J-O-N-B-R-A-Y-L-O-C-K. Twitter, Instagram, johnbraylock.com is my website. Check it out for some show dates, for some videos, for some nice-looking pictures of me. What? <laughs> um, also... Tweet at us at Black Men Podcast mm-hmm. on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. We always and, respond to stuff. And like here's that too. the thing you guys gotta rate and review us on iTunes. If you got it, give us five stars. Cause some of these haters be out there. <laughs> there be some haters out there. And it's like we have like three one star reviews. And somehow, somehow they bringing us down. Even though most people be giving us five stars. So just if you like us, yeah. rate and review and and tweet at us. We like it when we talk. Man, we got people listening in Hawaii. Where are you listening from? Yeah, tell you, us. If you in Canada, we definitely want to know. Oh yeah, we want to know if we international, baby. That'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. Oh, or, me- or Mexico, or, or Mexico, Europe, or Australia, Australia. I don't know why I went. I There's know. no way we have listeners in Australia. I mean, who knows, man? Australia is a good podcast. Uh, you want to plug our show? Oh yes, uh, Astronomy Club. It's a comedy improv sketch team of you all that stars uh, myself, mm-hmm. John Braylock, James, yeah. and five of our other hilarious friends. Oh, yeah. We have a show on Monday, January, January 18th at 8 p.m. Hey, Braylock, January 18th. Why do I, why do I know that That's date? Martin Luther King Day. Martin Luther King Day? Martin Luther King oh, Day. So that's a day that people won't be going to work because they got the day off and should be celebrating things that are black. And yep. our show, Astronomy Club, presents a journey through black history at the UCB Chelsea Theater, 26th and 8th. If you can get to New York City, come hang out. You should do something black that day. Something fun. And come <laughs> learn about black history with us. <laughs> something black. <laughs> All right, yeah. Come to our show. It's only five bucks. Yeah. UCB Chelsea mm-hmm. in New York City. Oh, James isn't here, so we got to plug James's. Uh, is James third comedy dot com there you go 3rd yep and then james the third at twitter no it's just at james third comedy on twitter it's real easy yeah it's just at james 3rd comedy what's yours well i can't i don't know how to change what's it what's your twitter handle his is really easy 3rd 
<laughs> That's not easy. Nah, it's just third. Three RD. You know what? You What's know, yours? You know, Hollywood reject with an O. But you know what I found out? One of the O's is a zero. But you know what I found out? Zero. Which O is a zero? Huh? I don't know. You don't know. You don't even know. <laughs> I don't know. But you find out. Well, I found out that if you just go on Twitter and search Gerard, my name pops up. Not that many Gerards in the world. So once just, I figure just out. Just straight Gerard? You can just put Gerard. You put Gerard M. You can find me. I'm the top one. So boo, shaka laka 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 laka. All right, calm down. Boo, yo. Is that, is that your plug? Oh, I have one more plug. I have one more plug. I have one more plug. Um, if you go on uh, uh, Vimeo, a friend and, a friend and I, uh, Debbie Relic, we shot a pilot. We finally put it up. You can search for it at Quarter Life Episode 1. It's on Vimeo, Quarter Life Episode 1. Watch it. It got into a couple of festivals and stuff like that. Oh, so we decided to just like throw it up because we didn't make a lot of money after the festivals and no one put me in Star Trek 4 or something. So. Oh, okay, that's... Did I make it sad? No, no, it just it wasn't happening. Um, yeah, cool. I think that's that's it for our plugs. Yeah. Does James have one? No. Oh, but next week you guys got to come out because we have a special guest on next week's episode. Another special guest. You just yeah. listened to Dylan, madam. And <laughs> next week we have improviser, co-writer of the movie Creed. The co-writer of the movie Creed. The movie Creed that just came out this year? Yeah, the movie Creed. The movie Creed that we love that just came out yeah, this year? Yeah, the one starring uh, Michael B. Jordan and Sylvester Stallone. Stallone? Yeah, the co-writer. The movie that should have been nominated for Best Picture and should be nominated for Best Screenplay? We have a screenwriter? Yeah, yeah. We have that guy. Aaron Covington is going to be on the show. On this show? He's coming on this show fresh from L.A. He's coming on a private jet because they give that to all. Creed has a private jet. So he's going like, to take his private jet <laughs> over here and then he's going to like parachute out and just that land and out. Any sense. All right. That's awesome. <laughs> what movie are we doing? Um, we are doing Django Unchained. Django Unchained. Quentin Tarantino. Jamie mm-hmm. Foxx. That's going to be intense. That's going to be. Y'all got to listen. Peace. See you next week. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>